Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Hey, everybody. Richard Blissbrook here with yet another hero call. And today, oh my gosh, I'm all worn out from chasing this girl around the planet, chasing her down for a hero call. Hey, Tara, how about a hero call? Crickets. Hey, Tara, how about a hero call? Crickets. Really busy, really busy. And I guess if the choice is have your highest income month ever or sit down for a hero call with me, she chose highest income month ever. <laughs> this is Tara Wilson from Scottsdale, Arizona, who's like a pro 20 in life vantage. I don't know, you got all these ranks in life vantage. What are you, Tara? I am just a pro nine right now on the way to pro 10. You are a, a merely pro nine on your way to pro 10. That's a very big deal. And how long have you been in Life Vantage? I'm joined October 2015, so just past our four-year mark. Wow. And so right. we somehow magically timed our interviews such that we're interviewing you on the eve of your four-year career. Oh my gosh, that's true. Well, I've been in the industry 12 and a half, but in this one, yes, this is my four-year career here at Life Vantage. Yes. Yes. And you're crushing it, right? I love it. Yep. I would say so. My team is amazing. I wouldn't say I'm crushing it, but we're crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I saw Rachel just last month, like, she did. What did she do? She's like your number one, right? Yeah, she's my number one. We've been working together eight and a half years. She's awesome. She just hit Pro 10. She's the first one that's hit that rank in five and a half years. Wow. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. Uh, well, that's cool. All right. Well, let's dive into your story, Tara, because you have a pretty amazing up and down story and people want to hear it all. They want to hear the, you know, they want to hear the gory stuff. They want to hear the <laughs> face plants, the train wrecks, the, they want to hear it all. And we don't hide anything here okay. on the hero calls. We just, we name companies okay. and people and everything. Oh, good. Oh, good. I was going to ask. <laughs> not, I was going to ask how long my leash was. <laughs> No, not people, but we do name companies So, because we want to know. Uh, one of the things that I like about how we do interviews is anything the audience is wondering about, I'm going to ask about so they don't have to wonder anymore. So let's start with who was Tara, where was Tara, 
what was Tara doing before you ever heard of network marketing? So at the time, in March of 2007, I was humming along um, in my ignorance of bliss world that I thought I had a you know great life, um, was actually making a six-figure income in wholesale mortgage, which also gave me a little flexibility um, because I, you know, worked from home for a few hours in the morning and then I got to go out and, you know, meet with all my brokers and sell my loans. I worked for the bank. And at the time I had an 11 month old child and a seven year old. So I, I have a picture on my desk. Somehow I got my, oh, here it is. And this is what my life was. This, these little guys, this is exactly the, the age they were. And honestly, I didn't, um, I wasn't that unhappy. My husband also had a corporate job. Well, yes, we, we didn't see each other a lot, but we were bought into the whole, this is what you do, 40 hours a week, right? We saw each other on the weekends and a little bit on the evenings. Actually, we called my husband the weekend dad because he worked a lot. He was, he was climbing his own corporate ladder. And the turning point for me, so I got introduced to it and I was kind of like, okay, went to a meeting. And for the turning point for me was a couple months in where my goal was just to make $500 a month was um, I went to pick up my daughter. She was around one. So it was about a month in of the, my career. And um, my amazing nanny, she's not from the US, I'll just leave it at that, didn't probably realize it wasn't the best idea to tell me that my daughter took her first steps that day. And I was, I, it, it crushed me. Like I cried the whole way home. My husband's like, what's wrong? And then I finally called my sister and I said, I'm doing this thing because that just, it, it ruined me. It ruined me. Like she should have just said, oh, nothing new here. And let me think of the, you know, the steps she took that night. So that was a turning point for me. Everyone kind of has that magical moment. That was it for me. Yeah, that's uh, poignant. Wow. You could write a book on that. The first steps. Oh, wow. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. At least an ebook, right? Oh my yeah. God. Everybody will think it's how to get started in network marketing. And actually it's, why mm. so um I'm what company was that and then what was it your sister that got you involved yeah so um my stepsister who i grew up with i just called her my sister and then she was introduced by our brother her her brother my stepbrother who was introduced to a neighbor and then like 50 generations up was like someone who was actually good and they came into town and i went um and i just was like I don't know, a lot of you out there, if you're new, you know, I was 34 years old and I had never, ever been exposed to network marketing other than Amway, which I, my neighbors did. And I shut my blinds every Thursday night, <laughs> pretended I wasn't home. That's a real story. And I think I bought one thing of concentrated soap from them. I'm not kidding. And that thing lasted me for like four years. <laughs> and then uh, Mary Kay, I had a lady at church and I bought the kit, never did a party, just me and my best friend, my mom and my mother-in-law bought once a year, the minimum, but I didn't know there was like downlines. I didn't know about this whole thing. So Monavi was my first company. And basically I, you know, went to a birthday party at my brother's house and he brought out, I saw this bottle of wine on the counter and I was like, Oh my God, you have wine. He goes, no, that's not wine. I'll tell you about it later. I'm like, well, it's not wine. I don't want to hear about it. Right? It was a Wednesday night. I'm like, you have wine. And so of course dinner, you know, gets taken away. Outcomes of success from home magazine. And, all, and I just remember all these things. And he called me for days and days and days. And I was literally telling my husband, please don't tell him I'm here. Please don't tell him I'm here. This is the day of home phones. Right. And then my sister called me and I answered her call and she's like, you really need to look at this. And I really have always been healthy. Health is a core passion of mine. And 
That's all I've done for 12 and a half years. And so I became a customer and then she said the magic thing, come to the meeting. This lady 50 generations up is coming into town. Just come hear about it. And she really did say this. So it's funny because this is a overall a first tip, you know, for anyone listening is that my brother came out with me with money, 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 right? I had money. My right. husband and I had a, you know, dual, we were making $250,000 a year, young kids with a just little kid, right? We were fine. But my sister came out to me and said, you know, we're really going to do this thing. What if we're right? And in a year from now, we're successful. You're going to kick yourself. Fear of loss is so much more powerful than the anticipation of gain. gain. Right. And I said, oh, heck no. What if she's right? So I said, what do I have to lose? Recorded my Grey's Anatomy for the night, went to the thing, sat there. And when the lady told me how much she was making in that, how much of a time, and I told her I didn't believe her, I actually said BS, like the whole word in the middle of the meeting. I was that guy, by the way. I She's can hear, I can just hear you saying that. Oh, I did. I said, you know, <laughs> I did not believe her. So she said, come see me break. And I sat with her and she showed me her back office and showed me her 10 month history to, you know, like 25,000 a month or something. Do we know her? Danielle Brown. No. No, she was under Kathleen Dagelman. I'm sure you know Kathleen. Yep, right. And uh, yeah. And so great, great woman, Danielle and Kathleen both. Kathleen was one of my original mentors. And I just said, wow, if it's possible, I sat back down. This is the real verbatim truth. I sat back down to my sister and went, we're going to be so rich. Because <laughs> I'm like... All I could think of is two becomes four becomes eight becomes 16. And I literally like, I went home. I told my husband who was watching sports center. I'm like, I'm going to do this juicing. He goes, okay, back to sports center. That was the entire conversation. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm really lucky because I hear the horror stories. My husband has always, always, always been my biggest supporter and my biggest fan. He has never given me grief. No matter. I mean, I've traveled to, you know, 14 different countries and built teams of hundreds of thousands of people. And he is always, had his foot in my butt going, when's the next meeting? Like he really, <laughs> of course, five years in we were cut. Right. So, um, right. seven, let's see, October 1st, 2007. So six and a half months in, I actually quit my job, my six figure job. And I'll never forget. My boss was like, you're going to quit for network marketing. Like his face was one of like a dad that's like, you don't know what you're doing. And I'm pushing my expense account, my Blackberry, my laptop over to him. I was the number two person in the company. He's like, we're going to hold your territory for you just for a little while. I'm like, it's okay. He's like, you'll always have a home with us. I'm like, okay. And um, of course I didn't need it. And uh, two months later, I replaced my six figure income within 15 months of starting my first company. I had tripled my six figure income. And then there is a lesson to learn. What happened? Um, well, it was one of those companies that grew really fast. I want to say from the time I joined one year later, there was a million distributors added. And it was a bad time in the economy. This was 2009 when I actually got out of that company because it went up and then it went crashing down. So it went all the way to $35,000 a month and then went crashing down to like three. And I had already quit my job and I was pregnant with my third child who, I don't know, there's probably a picture for somewhere around here. She's the, she's the last one. <laughs> and I panicked. So I got in, um, you know, got into another company that was ground floor called GeneWise. It's been rebranded not once, but twice. It's resurfaced again, but right. we don't have to talk about that. Um, that was where we tested 
your DNA and custom formulated supplements. Thought the, you know, I'm, I don't know if you can see that. I went to Berkeley. I was a biopsych major. I'm actually a really big science nerd. I love science. And I thought that would be cool. And it was. Um, and I made a six figure income, but barely, and my husband got laid off. So things were kind of crazy during that time. Um, but it never took off too complicated, too expensive. And the economy still wasn't great. So December, actually October 31st, 2010 was the first time I met you at an um, MM six in Houston, our Joan X event. Right. Yep. Mastermind six. Okay. Remember we were all sitting, I was with Tom Wood, who was the top yep. leader of my second company. Remember we were all sitting in the lobby and I, I like knew who you were and I, I, um, your chicken story just is something still I want to listen to every day. It's like the best story ever. How you went to your first meeting with guts. I still tell that story. In fact, I told it to someone like three days ago, how you went to your first meeting. Cause someone's like, who are you interviewing with? And I said, Oh, this gentleman I've known for gosh, now nine years and, um, has been a big impact on the industry and my, and myself. So, uh, December, 2010, I joined my third company, and that was Vicealis. And that was the t- just before the big boom for them because they launched the Body by Vi 90 Day Challenge. They were the first company in the industry of weight loss to leverage social media, which was an explosion of social media at the time. Three things just came into perfect unity explosion of the social media the down economy and they had a product that was inexpensive and um, uh, the obesity epidemic, which was at all, all time high. And again, that was, woo, went up to seven and a half million dollars in sales and then down almost nothing. So after almost five years, great. What did you, what did you learn from those three decisions? So much. Number one is that uh, timing is good. But like, what do I say? The um, track record's better. So like, God bless all the startups and all of you are going to need visionaries, but I will never be one of them. I will never be at a company that is just starting up because so many of them don't start up. And so that was my sting. Number two, does your product have retention? And I got into both the one first and third before I even knew if it had retention. So that when my decision to come to this company was how long you've been in business, what is your customer order? How long do they order? How long do they stay? And what's your retention? So, I mean, when my leaders and I flew in, we had all these great questions, but I only cared about one thing. What was the retention? If the products were that great, people would stay on them. They would stay on them for years with or without the business opportunity. And if they did, it means the products were working. So that was, that was my number one indecision. That was really my only to be honest, that's because it, it's yeah. everything, right? Isn't retention everything? It's everything. And it is to most people in network marketing, it's nothing. They don't even know to ask the question. They don't know what their stats are. Uh, it won't surprise you, Tara, to know that if I do an analysis of 20 corporate clients, and I asked them, what is your retention? The answer is going to be a word salad. <laughs> it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be like somebody on TV answering some question they don't want to answer about politics. You mm-hmm. know, did he or didn't he? And the answer will be, well, it depends on what you mean by the word did and he. They don't know. 
and they don't know what their retention is because they don't want to know. It is the holy grail of network marketing because if people don't independently of the financial opportunity keep buying the product year after year, month after month, you don't have asset income. You don't have residual income. You just have another mortgage job. job. Right. And you have a hard job because once your warm market's going through, now you've got to find out where am I going to get new customers from, right? Yep. So you do two things. You got to get new customers. You got to recruit new people to get them to have new customers. And that's a really hard job. Yep. I so agree. let's talk, let's talk about your build in LifeVantage. Uh, I told you before we, we went live about my, the stats that I've learned from interviewing people. I've inter- I think I've interviewed 110 or 112 people for the hero call. They span 20 or 30 different companies. The criteria is you have to have been building for at least four years. You have to be known by me as an ethical builder. And it won't surprise you to know that I've had to delete a few of the hero calls because I've been duped by people I believed were ethical builders and they turned out to not be. So I just deleted their call. But out of 110 interviews, Tara, one of the things that I've looked for is, well, what are the clues? What's the pattern? What's the formula? There has to be some commonality between people that in four or five years of building end up with a very successful four-year career, which to me is at least 10 grand a month. <laughs> but I don't think I've interviewed anybody that earned 10. I think the bottom was 25 grand a month after four years, and some of them went way beyond that. But um, so the question is, like, in the first year, in maybe even in the first month, and I know your story is a little bit different because you came out of one company into another. And my, some people might say, oh, well, she had an advantage because she, she had all these networkers. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, the horror of starting over for the fourth time? An advantage? <laughs> I, I think I might have moved to Bolivia and built in Bolivia or someplace if I was starting over for the fourth time. That's a huge disadvantage. But still, you went and posted the numbers. And what I want to hear about is the numbers. Like, how many people did you personally enroll, let's say, the first year? And you might want to, like, if you can dice them up, how many of those were people that you enrolled into the income opportunity? And how many of them were just customers? Ooh, I didn't have that one. Do you have that? I don't have the breakdown. So my first um, 90 days in, because you asked me for 90 days, it was 48 distributors and customers. I would probably say if I had to guess, it was about 40% of them were distributors. Yeah. And then in my first year, 96 total distributors and customers. And how many of those 96 in your first year do you think were distributors? Probably 40 so that's right on target. And by the end of your second year? Another, uh, my second year, another 73. So a total of almost 170. And how many of those second year people do you think were distributors? Mm, probably 30. Yeah. So that's not precise, but it's close enough. That's 70 distributors in your first two years. And nobody can tell you or me it was easier for you. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. No, no it had to be. The had to be harder. Is that when I was um, in my last company, and you know, when you're 
really above, I was above 60,000 distributors and hundreds of thousands of customers. And when the, I don't know, ship started sinking, you know, you're still sitting above millions of dollars in volume. You're still making a lot of money. And then by the time it gets to where you're uncomfortable, you know, under 20, under 15, under 10, whatever, then you realize that out of 126 figure earners, six and seven figure earners, there was like two left. They're all gone already. They're all, all gone. Deep. They were already in other opportunities, leaving yeah. 10 and 15 at a time, cross yeah. line either. So it wasn't, no, it was not as easy as um, anyone would ever imagine. I had my main leader and one of my best friends, thank goodness, um, Rachel, she came over with me. I'm actually going to have in one second how many people, I mean, distributors I've personally enrolled in just 10 seconds on that. On oh, that. good. Ninja. So 94 total. In, in four years. Yeah. Yep. So you're right at that sweet spot. And you know what? What I think you and I have learned over the years is, you know, we can be awesome leaders and recruiters and trainers and coaches and all of that. But in the end, it's really up to the individual who's got the ambition, who's got the vision, who's got the motivation, who's got the influence, who's got the network, who maybe has some skills. And that seems to be about 5%. So if we personally sponsor a hundred people, we're probably going to end up with three or four or five or six that crush it, no matter what we do. <laughs> right, and I do. I have five people that I've personally enrolled that make at least a six to seven figure income. In there you go. So success leaves giant footprints, and so tell us. Um, so some people probably want to know this. Most people that listen to these broadcasts are not career networkers. They haven't started over three or four times, but some have. And I'm sure they're curious to know, okay, Tara, how did you do that? How did you personally enroll that many customers and distributors when perhaps they're thinking anyway, who you're going to talk to, they've heard this story before. So how I did you do it? Who'd you go, who'd you approach? You how many times a week I get that question, especially from people who haven't had big successes that maybe don't have the posture, the experience, kind of the knowledge that it's not about that. It's it's really about how you go about it. It doesn't matter if you've been in 10 companies, if you really believe in this one and believe it's good for them, your posture and your tone of voice and your, you know, your information will supersede that, I think, right? That that's just an excuse. In my opinion. Um, so number one is the entire time I had always been organically building on social media, giving out content and value. It's funny because I really still listen to like basics. I just re-listened to two days ago, how to build a network marketing business by Jim Rohn. And then another one of his mindsets last night. I, I still stay because I have to try to keep myself, you know, back where everyone else is going to be right. The 90%. And it's, uh, you know, it's about, you know, keeping yourself fresh and building value, right? I was listening to the bathtub last night. You can't, you can't have more time. You can't build more time, but you can build more value. So that's what I was doing. I was constantly, and I, I it's funny cause you can see my posts. Sometimes they get 300 likes. Sometimes they, my videos get 5,000 views. Sometimes they get 500. Right. But in the beginning, you know, 2008, 
All my stuff comes back on Facebook memories. One like, two likes, then in 2009, maybe 20 likes, 30 likes, and then maybe, you know, maybe a hundred. And I've been building a brand, like you said, an image of someone of, you know, character and value. I did 70 trainings on my YouTube channel, just basic generic MLM, just because I love to give back. I'm like you, Richard. I have a heart of just like, if everyone knew what we had and, and could believe in themselves and know the basics, then our industry would be better. It'd be a better place for all of us. So building value and I've built followers up and, you know, credibility with other people in, in my company that weren't in my team that had maybe moved on and were kind of at that place or people in the industry that weren't having the success. So more attraction marketing. I mean, I did dial into my list and said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, I, my track record, I've done it three times. I'm going to do it again. And some people just trusted me on that. I literally, one person I said, Hey, and she goes, are you calling me to call about life advantage? And I said, yeah, she goes, save your breath. I've already been there, done that. Listen to this, Richard. Her distributor number was 1.1 million before mine. Well, it's customers and distributors, but she enrolled 1.1 million before me, had quit six years before. And you know what my response was to her? This is the, I have it still in text. I said, I don't care. You haven't heard it from me. And you know that everything I touch turns to gold. She said, be in my office on Monday. I went in there with my keys and my phone, no papers, no videos. She signed up on our biggest kit. Why? Because she trusted me. So there is, there is that. I mean, and and for the new people, it's like, you better be doing new things. Like stick to the basics, build your first story. But once you have a story, then you can keep, you know, building on that story. And I just think that's what I did over the last, you know, I never got bitter. I was never, I never aired dirty laundry. I never blasted my companies. I never blasted the people. I always kept it professional. And I think people like that. So when I was moving, one of my, uh, one of my top, top leaders just hit a big rank last month too, but I enrolled. She was crossline in our last company. And she called me and said, what are you doing? I said, are you sitting at a computer? She goes, yes. I said, here's a tool. She goes, no, no, just tell me. I'm like, here's a tool. I'll call you back in 12 minutes. She called me and said, sign me up. So it's just a matter of building credibility and you can do that along your way, whether it's two months, five months or 10 years, you can do that along the way. And I just, I think I did that. You did something uh, underneath that Tara that I want to call out for people because if they rewind and listen to that riff, that you just went through, they'll hear it. You said she signed up because she trusted you, for sure. There's somebody else way more important than tr- that trusted you that is the wind beneath your wings. Do you know who that is? Myself? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just, it's so clear that even though you had made three bad choices in a row (laughs) you trusted your courage you trusted your ambition you trusted your skills you trusted your intent i think that might be huge that you and you trusted hey i may be offering this to you for the fourth time but it always comes from a place of service and contribution Mm -hmm. and confidence that Hey, if the way the story is, is I had to start over four times before I found home, before I before I found my Aina, as we say in Hawaii, which is kind of your soul dirt, then that's the story. And, you know, you have that. You have that in spades. You have that confidence. You have that peace. You have that authority. 
<laughs> you know, people do all kinds of trainings about posture, you know, teaching people to have posture. You need to have posture. But somebody, Rachel says, no, just tell me. And you say, here's the oh, tool. It wasn't Rachel. It was oh. another gal. It was, okay. it was the other gal. So just to rewind too, and that, that is true, but we started looking at this in July of 2015. So this wasn't a snap decision. Nobody really recruited me. My, my enroller, who's actually the top earner now in Life Vantage, Carrie Dickey, was somebody that I was um, cross-lined to in Monavie. And she and I worked together. We trained on stage together at different events. And I had we had a beautiful mutual respect. I think she's a, I know you've interviewed her, just an amazing person. Love her. And she had kept in touch with me every six months for six years. Fortune is in the follow-up. And I guess I got a new CEO around the time and she's like, you've got to take a look at this. And I said, I'm not ready yet. But I, but around the time was our decline. And Rachel called me. I was in um, the Florida Keys with my family and I was sitting on the couch looking out at the ocean. And, you know, here's the thing is when you're declining for a straight three years, at some point you hit the panic button. Well, that was around the month that I was hitting the panic button, but I don't, you can't go to your top leader and say you want to leave and she can't come to you and say she's thinking about leaving because that's like a what if they're not then oh crap then you're screwed right and then you ruin a relationship you ruin trust so she actually said to me she goes let's play a game because she was under me so her volume was even worse let's play a game what would we do if Vaisalis just ceased to disappear and I said you know I would probably take a look at this company called Life Vantage because my friend Carrie's been in it and she's been in it and she's never had a decline in six years. And she goes, that tired old vitamin company. <laughs> That's Rachel. She's watching. She'll tell you exactly what she said. And I said, yeah, I think they have some little, you know, nutrigenomic pill that's supposed to be you know, the holy grail. And so she, she watches the video, like the video that we have. She sends it to 12 people and all of them said, can we have this? This is July. So then we go and we, I launched literally on September 12th. I flew with the co-founders of my last company, launched Hungary that I had been personally expense and building for two years, put 400 people in a room, launched the country. And at that dinner that night with the founder and was when I knew I was going to quit because I just, you know, for whatever reason. So I went home and I said, okay. So a couple weeks later we flew in and I said, let's ask questions. Now, four months of trying to keep it, but also thinking we've got to have a backup plan. And to be honest, I know this might just offend some people, but we watched so many people jump and jump and jump and jump. They left our company before us and jumped. They were on their second, third, fourth companies. And I looked at Rachel and said, we cannot do that. I'm done. And I said, you know, after four months of researching my fanage and talking to Carrie and looking at her back office and like I said, I was flying from San Francisco. Rachel's coming from Houston. We're meeting in Salt Lake. And I said, these exact words. I said, I just want to let you know, I'm done. Like if this is what this industry is about, I'm out. If life advantage is all I think it is, I'm in for the rest of my life that this is my last stop. No matter what, I've made enough money. I'll go start a traditional business or I'll just live somewhere low cost and be fine for the rest of my life. Right. I don't need a lot of things. And she said, okay. And of course the rest is history. And it's better. Yeah. But, um, well, you did something that uh, adversity taught you to do that. Unfortunately, the first time networker never does almost never and that's do homework. They, they just don't do their homework on the company they don't even google them and and then you had the advantage 
So you, in most companies, LifeVantage is public, so you can actually, you can go look at their sales every year, every quarter. You can see all of that, right? But you had the advantage, which actually every new distributor does if they ask the right questions. They, a brand new person could say, I'm not joining until you show me the back office of, you know, a six-figure earner that's been with this company you want me to join for seven years. Yep. Show me the back office. Carrie That's- actually is so untech savvy. And of course, this is four years ago. I'm not sure. she. I don't think she had ever heard of Zoom yet. We were using it a little bit for about a year, but she actually gave me her password and said, you can have this for an hour. And I didn't print anything out and screenshot anything. I just looked through it. And I wanted to see the numbers, how many people have been enrolled, how many customers, how many distributors, which was an amazing ratio because of the FTC. You got to be careful. You got to have a lot of customers. She was nine out of 10 customers over distributors and how many of them are on subscription or auto ship. And what's crazy is I remember those numbers. I can still remember them today. I have that weird memory that I can remember any freaking numbers, like literally four years later is when we flew in the next week, they were congruent with what the CEO told me at the meeting. We flew in twice, by the way, just ourselves. And then we flew in with, I think, 14 people. And it was a team decision. We, we tell them, if we don't do this, if we all don't do it, we all don't do it. But, um, you know, and then two weeks later, we flew in 87 people to go to their national event and including four people from overseas that actually waited five months for us to launch there. And they're still leaders today. So Tara, most of the people listening to this are not <clears throat> thinking about leaving their company and are not seasoned. <laughs> they're, they're probably in their first company and they're probably trying to figure out, how do I get traction? How do I get that kind of momentum? How do I personally enroll three or four people a month? That's what's missing for them. So if I was one of those people, I've been in for six months or a year or two years and I haven't sponsored somebody in two or three or four months and I'm a borderline in a funk, which means I'm in a funk. (laughs) I get these calls once a week. Keep going. (laughs) Right. And it's not that I'm thinking about quitting. I'm just asking, what would you say to me to lift me up? and lead me to engage in a powerful way? Well, the first thing I would ask you is, what are you reading right now or listening to? Because, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but I'm telling everyone out there, see those books? They're all personal development. And they are. there's probably 40 more in my room. I went from a six to a seven figure income when I changed what I put in my head because I don't get in funks now. Do I get discouraged? Yes for about 24 hours. Do I get let down? Do I feel like a failure? Do I make mistakes? Yes. But nothing in the world would ever take me off my game because of the rewriting of the program that I put in. So the number one thing I would say is you have got to read more, be an expert, right? Have you read the four-year career? I just um, actually gave this new kid. He's 22. He wants to do this. He's my my friend's son and he's doing it. And I said, read the four year career first, because I want you to have the mentality of doing this and then read GoPro or another tactics book. Um, There's so many out there, but I've probably read 15 books on network marketing. You know, how can you want to be a six or seven figure income if you don't even understand the nuts and bolts and the how to's right. The, The basic skills. But I would just say that, 
you know, the first thing, uh, and I teach this over and over, I teach it from stage, I teach it on YouTube, I teach it to my team, is anytime you like are in a funk, whether it's you want to relaunch, launch, whether it's a weekly launch, a daily launch, a monthly launch, it all starts with a decision that you're going to do it. So number one is decide, decide you're going to go out and roll two people, decide that you're going to break your dry speed, decide that you're going to go to your next rank, decide that you're going to be a professional, decide that you're going to, you know, commit to hours to this, right? Number two is become. So let's say you want to enroll five people, become the kind of person that enrolls five people. What does that entail? Building a network, making contacts, asking questions, finding pain, finding financial problems or whatever, and getting in conversations. And then when the right time is exposing them to your products or your services or opportunity. Um, Number three is sacrifice right? You can't sit there with 14 favorite shows, 16 hours a day and expect that your bills, you know, you got to, you got to trade something. There's a law of the trade-off, right? You have to give something up. that's good for something better. You know what I mean? I didn't give up my whole life. You know, my kids see me more than any 40 hour week mom. I guarantee like I do travel a lot, but I pick them up every day from school, right? I'm at almost every sporting event, except for there's a national convention or something that I can't go. And so sacrifice, you're going to have to actually trade something off. You know, people, I don't have the time. No, you don't have, everyone has the time. You're not making the time, right? Um, Or you're not creating value or doing more in that time. And the fourth thing is self-discipline. You can't be excited for a day. You can't be excited for a week. I've been excited for 12 and a half years, Richard. I have worked my business every single day, minus probably a week when my mother died seven years ago at 65 years old. I didn't say all day, but I had every day. On Christmas, on Thanksgiving, I still might send messages to my new team members or people. I always touch my business every single day, even on vacation. Not because I feel like I work too hard or sacrificing, because I love what I do. It's not a hard thing to check my back office or do a video or do a coaching or you know talk to a person on vacation because I could be doing that or reading a novel, a romantic novel, right? So you enjoy, you know, some people out there, you might enjoy a romantic novel for two hours. I enjoy working my business. It gives me happy, right? So it's consistency. And I think, but the first thing is, is decide you're going to do it, you know? And then what are other people doing to go enroll people? Are they on social media? Are they talking to people in person? Are they having home meetings? I'll tell you right now, I don't know if the, the day of, I don't think the day of home meetings is gone. I still have teams if that's all they do is home meetings. Like still to this day, home meetings, home meetings, they stand up. Was it blurry? Looks like blurry. Um, they have uh, their presentation. They have their testimonies, you know, and they sign people up because it's, you know, high touch. It was the hardest yep. thing I've ever done. Same thing. Maybe you want to do it on social media. Nope. Well, standing in front of a room is easier than sitting in front of a camera, getting out of your comfort zone. You know, getting over and keeping the future in mind, like what will happen if I do enroll these three people a month? What will my life look like? How will my business be different? What will I learn? How will I grow? How will I be a service and, uh, you know, value to the people that I bring in? And just, you know, kind of keeping your eye on the future. What, what will this be come if I do this? That was a master class right there, folks. <laughs> <clears throat> the, uh, the one thing that I heard that I'll call out is um becoming and and i have found that that if 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 you can teach that distinction and talk to people about that vision and give them a pathway to becoming then everything else gets carried and so the that idea folks is 
that most people kind of see themselves outside of the successful people that are in the profession and what they're thinking about is, okay, I need to do what they're doing. How do I do what they're doing? But they don't realize they're trying to do what people are doing, but they don't see themselves as being who people are being. Mm -hmm. And you could call it becoming, you could call it being, uh, James Clear calls it identity. So that if you create an intention to change your identity, like maybe what you need to do is personally enroll three people a month, every month. You said it so precisely, Tara, that the question is, who do you need to be? Who is the person that enrolls three people a month? And if you'll set that as an intention, as a vision, and you'll start to rehearse that in your visualization, and once you start to become that person, which you can do that, you can create that. You just ease into it. You start to connect with people that you never connected with before. You start to ask questions. You start to listen. And the result is, like another holy grail is, you become consistent. Yes. So, you know, one of my favorite graphics in the four-year career is if you take a penny and double it every day for 30 days, you have over $5 million. That's because the penny is doubled every day. If you double it every other day, it's only $163. Wow. And so most people are building a $163 business because they invite when it's convenient, when they think about it, you know, when nothing else is in the way, when life isn't screaming at them. And then what happens is they end up not even, they don't even do it every day, every other day. They end up every third day, every fourth day. And that's why people struggle. And consistency, it compounds just like money, just like math. Yeah. It's different, you know. If you wanna if you wanna get in the habit of working out, we'll work out every day for two or three weeks. You know, let's say you work out every day for you know 21 days. The 22nd day, you're just gonna kind of just almost feel like you have to work out. Why? It's because who you are. Yeah. And you, and you spoke that so brilliantly. That five minute answer is a masterclass right there. I got a couple other questions for you. You know, I know before you go, and I just want to say, you know, I yep. just want to say probably my biggest asset was I didn't think too highly of myself. I didn't, I didn't think I was that cool. So I didn't care. I walked around for two years saying, do you know anyone that makes, wants to make money and get healthy? All my friends said no. One of them said no for nine and a half years. All my friends were uh, I, all my friends and know all my family was already in my first company. I built uh, my first two years in network marketing to 9,000 distributors on three people who were introduced to me after I joined. I didn't even know they existed in the world. That's so I was just dumb enough to think I could. That's it. I was dumb enough to think I could. I saw those people on stage. I was lucky that a convention was two months after I joined. I went to the convention kicking and screaming, it was the only one there, me and my sister, just us. And I saw those people and I said, why not me? And yeah. I was just dumb enough to think I could. Somebody said it this way, which is really profound. When you don't care what other people think, you're ready. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm gonna write that. Can I post it on Facebook? Do I have to quote you? <laughs> I, I, I found it somewhere. I, it's not my quote. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe I said it 42 years ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they were spitting it back to you. That's no, I, I don't know who said it. I didn't say it, but. Uh, well, I'm saying it now. <laughs> it hit me like a ton of rocks. When you don't care what they think, you're ready. Wow, boom, right? So That's it. And you just spoke to that again. Um, so I got a couple of, just two kind of wrap up questions is, um, uh, I want you to tell us a short story about somebody that you had the highest hopes for. You don't have to say their name, but describe the relationship. You had the highest hopes. They had the highest potential. They could have crushed it. They needed to crush it. They started, or maybe they never started. And and you just couldn't light that wet match. Do you have a story of heartbreak and disappointment about somebody like that? Yes, but can I spoil it by saying it had a happy ending eventually? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so I'm looking around because there's a book called Go For No For Network Marketing. And um, I became friends with Andrea Waltz and she said, do you have any good rejection stories? And I said, yes, I do. So I get in March of 2007 and um, so my best friend, and when I say best friend, um, we've been friends since we were 18 and 19 years old. So a few years and we were at each other's, you know, college graduations in each other's weddings. She was actually in the room when my son who just turned 20 was born, like with my mom and my, my sister, like that's how close we were. And she was an entrepreneur. She had done a couple of those little jewelry MLMs where she came and set up jewelry again, which I thought was just like a wholesale retail thing and never tried to get me to sell it just came and my friends and family bought jewelry. So then I get introduced. So I called her and I was like, I found it. I found it. Oh my gosh, you got to hear this. And she went bananas. She went so crazy. Oh my God, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Right. Woo. So excited. Goes home. And her husband said, sounds like one of those pyramid things where you make money off your friends and family. We're not really to do that. So she emails me, doesn't call me, doesn't text me. She emails me. So I'm sitting there in, this is the first week I joined my first network marketing company. All my family's already in it. And this is my person. This is the only entrepreneur I know. Right. And the, eventually they all said no. And I'm sitting there reading this email and I'm just starting to well up in tears and I was in a, I was in an office in my garage because we lived in a 1200 square foot condo when I began, my husband comes out, he's like, dinner's ready. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I couldn't even talk. And he's like, what? And I pointed and he's like, Oh, I'm going to be inside. So I sat there for about a half an hour, probably seemed like five hours, probably about a half an hour to 45 minutes. And I just sat there thinking, can I do this? Can I do this? If the one person who knows me and loves me, believes me and trusts me and is an entrepreneur, isn't going to do this. Do I even have a chance? I'm like, I don't even know anyone else who wants to do it. And that was my moment where I just said, and you know, I said, I'm going to just, I'm going to have a told you so. This. So I actually brought a piece of paper that said, told you so. And I put her name on the top of the list, Angie. Her name's Angie. Okay. So fast forward nine and a half years and Andrea asked me and I tell her the story. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's the best one yet. So she publishes me in a book in October, like the beginning of October. Two weeks later, I'm on a Facebook live about like a business strategy. I'm not talking about my products or anything. And I see my friend Angie, cause it shows you who joined. I was like, Oh, I haven't talked to her for a while. You know, it's been like a year or two. So I messaged her. I said, Hey, thanks for showing up on my live today. Great support. How are you? Nothing about business, nothing about products. And she said, Oh, I'm good. She goes, Hey, I've been meaning to ask you about your product. Will it help me with X, Y, Z? And I said, I think it will. So she became my customer three weeks later. She, it helped her so much. She said, sign me up. 
Seven months later, she sold her business that she had been building her brick and mortar business for the entire 12 years. And now she's one of the six figure earners on my team. Nine and a half years, nine and a half wow. years. Wow. That's a beautiful story. <clears throat> um, and she's really right. good at it. And I knew she would, which is why it takes <laughs> me up for nine and a half years. <laughs> She's so good. <laughs> she must be so good. So I just want to like recap for people before I ask you the last question that um, about 70 distributors in your first two years personally enrolled. And today, what that's grown into. You start here, that's your core 70. Maybe you maybe you get seven of them to actually do anything. In your case, it sounded like it was five, right? And so it just grows like this, right? And what costs people, their motivation and their persistence and their consistency is, you just don't make a lot of money at this phase in network marketing. But if you'll keep, Blowing on that, mm -hmm. fanning it. What it what it can turn into is here's Tara's stats, folks. She has about sixty thousand customers, ten thousand distributors, and that sales force and customer base is doing close to two million dollars a month in sales. That's what it can grow into. And when you have a six to one customer ratio, and you have a company that is, uh, LifeVantage is 10, 10 years old? 10. 10 years old, couple hundred million dollars a year, international footprint, proven, no more promises, proven that people will buy those products month in, month out. Now you have a residual income that is worth a boatload of money as an asset. This is a wealthy woman you're looking at. Not just from the cash flow she has, but from the asset she's built. So my last question for you, Tara, is perhaps, and you would be rightfully entitled, perhaps be even an inspiration to do it, perhaps what's next for you is rest and relaxation, and recreation. And you know what? Hey, that's part of what we sell, right? Build it once, get paid forever, go to the beach. You not only would be entitled to do it, you have a right to do it, you can afford to do it, and it might even be an inspiration for a lot of people. So maybe you're gonna rest. Maybe you're going to do something else with your life some other big mountain to climb now that you have conquered network marketing, or maybe you have a vision of doubling down in LifeVantage. I probably know what the answer is, but what is next for you and what is the motive for that next? So I do like to speak, but it's not, it's not something that I could see myself doing full time. Actually, the week after Thanksgiving, I'm speaking at a women's thing. And then, um, you know, I've got a lot of trips, but my plan is actually tripling down, quadrupling down on life manage. Um, number one, I have my own personal goals. I got to reach the top of the comp plan. 
And that's just for, for the score, not for the money. It stopped being about money a long time ago. Um, maybe the money's great. I'm not going to give it back, but I, it's like a floodgate now. It's like embarrassing, like how it keeps coming in and you just find more fun and creative things to do. And, um, but I actually just this morning launched a, a promo for my team and, um, like, I love it. I can't wait for, you know, Black Friday to start this eight day promo. I'm going to be in there all day, every day, you know, giving daily prizes and doing it myself. You know, I never, ever do anything I don't do myself. I still contact people daily. I still follow up daily. I still enroll people daily. I still read daily. Like, I love it. I'm 12 years. It's like still like day one for me because I love it. I love everything about it. Um, but I want to, you know, my bigger goal is because I know how much joy and freedom and financial relief and I mean my husband and I literally feel like we live a dream life and we would be very selfish if we didn't want more people so I have a lot of beautiful people on my team and around the industry I ask anyone who's ever reached out to me I help anyone around the industry with no hidden agenda I cross line upline downline sideline different company I will help anyone that comes to me because that's a passion I do sometimes I sometimes think of writing a book I'm about 50 pages in and then I get in my own head who would want to read it and what do I have but I mean I do have the YouTube and I love to do trainings and stuff but for me right now at the next probably four to five years I'm going to be all in with life and it's just because I have so many people that I want to make sure there are other people like me that if I do decide to slow it down someday that will be able to mentor and raise up and teach the next generations and the next generations after that. Well, that's a great vision. Um, I would encourage the book. Who would I read it? The title, The First Steps. <laughs> uh, how many distributors are there in Life Vantage worldwide? Oh, that's a great question. I know in the U.S. we have 70,000. So, you know, at least a hundred thousand, right? Oh yeah. So since the entire beginning of Life Vantage, we don't we don't discern between um, customers and distributors. So if someone rolls as a customer, and then five minutes later someone rolls as a distributor, they have a running total, meaning like the number will go from you know ten to eleven, right? And there's worldwide there's only been two hundred two million three hundred and thirty nine thousand. 500 or so because I'm just looking at the most recently enrolled in my team and it's a running number and they don't recycle numbers meaning and there's only 2.3 million people that have ever joined as a customer and or distributor worldwide in our company and we're open in 21 countries so yeah we well let's say let's say there's two or three hundred thousand distributors around the world that's how many people want to read your book oh that's how many people Tara right now you're ripping off. Oh, okay. And we, could, <laughs> and we could take a percentage of those people that are struggling. I don't know what the percentage is, but you know the story of the starfish? Mm -mm. There's all the starfish that are dying on the beach and the guy's walking along the beach. Oh, he throws oh, one in. Right, yeah. You, that can't, one. yeah. you can't save all the starfish. I can save this one. I don't know what the percentage of people is that your book would be their tipping point. But if it's one. It's worth it. Because mm -hmm. the reality is you could write it in about two weeks. Yeah. And in have it. In age, it's not hard, huh? It is not. And I would encourage it because you are a masterclass. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I know the difference between somebody that just makes a ton of money and has a big team and somebody that's a master. You are a master. Thank you. You have any final words for our listening audience? Oh, just um, follow this guy. I've been following him since I met him. And uh, he puts out some good stuff and you're a good name for the industry. And just don't ever quit. You know, if I could give you one of my goal, can I give you my last golden nugget that I think is my, my most yes. brilliant thought <laughs> is uh, we all have this thing, right? Let's just say that this is just a chapstick. This represents your opportunity or your services. What we're always trying to do as network marketing is drag people, drag people to the meeting, drag people to the video, shove the product, give them a sample. That's what I call bringing the horse to the water, right? You've heard the old statement, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Your job as a network marketing professional is not to get the horse to the water. Your job as a network marketing professional is to make the horse so thirsty, it's begging you for the water. And you don't get that by spamming people you don't you get that by talking to people and finding out what they want what they need what they desire what they dream of so get in the habit of really just getting to know people and that's when you go from predator to professional and that's when your life will change and never i drop (laughs) that's a big mic to drop (laughs) you know what i have to say one (laughs) (laughs) right I got all the tools and create this is that that's that's what my husband does for me. He sets my office up for me and I walk in and his lights are on and I just push a video. Like I'm I'm the talker, he's the tech guy. So yep. kudos to Chris for that. He's great. Beautiful. Tara, thank you so much. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another hero call. Share this with your team. Let it ripple out. Imagine if everybody in Life Vantage listened to this interview about four or five or six times. That would make a difference for any company, right? Tara Wilson, thank you so much for being my friend and being such a great role model for our profession. And congratulations on number four. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, number four and final. (laughs) Four and final. The final four. Final four. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. Everybody, over and out. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. 
Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.